Hey, all you cool cats and commies, this is In The Mood. Where we're levitating your perspective each episode at a time. All right, all right, all right. All you screenshotters out there, this is uh, an episode dedicated to you. Hence, it is the, how many days till election day? The Two biggest days, day. Honestly, this is like, hours. this is like our Christmas. It's like, it's literally it's our like Hanukkah. so close. I can't even think about it. Did you say Hanukkah? It's our Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the above. It's all of the above. Chinese New Year. I'm just so ready. I, I I feel like it's been, you, you know, when did the first person announce for president that they were running for president? The first person? The first Democrat. When? January 2019. It feels like five years ago. And it's been a Who year. was the first person to announce? The first person was, well, the first person was, who's that guy from Maryland? He announced the day after Trump was elected. He, uh... He had like 0.001%. Hey, better than zero. Better than nothing. Uh, shit. I can't think of him. But anyway, uh, the first major person I think was, I think it was like Bernie. It was either Bernie or Elizabeth Warren. Something like that. Yeah. Did you, I have a feeling Elizabeth Warren would have never got it. I'm like, eh. Is, oh, is she, what's she your, what, but time out, time out. What, what's your, eh, on her? What, what, what's your opinion? I love Elizabeth Warren. I think she was a great candidate. She just went so economic populism. That she didn't look at the broad, she didn't look at the broad. So when you say economic populism, what what does that mean? So it's you know, fighting income inequality for the working class, for the major working class people, blue collar people. Yeah, the blue collar people, the normal everyday folk. Okay. So, anywho, we are two days, forty eight hours from the election. The biggest election. There has already been over a hundred million ballots already cast. Me included. Mm. I already voted. See, unlike all you commies that are using the uh, mail-in voting, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna show up in person with my work with my lunch pail in hand because <laughs> I'm a hardworking American, wiping ass each episode at a time. I swear, but you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought that it was gonna be. Like weight wise, luckily, we waited about three hours. It was a good three hours. God, that's a bummer. But we were, uh, they were moving us all around, all around, up, down, all around. But uh, we finally got to vote. Yeah. Got my little sticker. So the real question, like, for the ballot on Alabama, who who, who is actually, like, on it? And, like, the alternate party candidates for people who don't want A or B? The only third party candidate on. Alabama's ballot was uh, Joe Jorgensen. Not even Howie? Howie did not make it onto the Alabama ballot, but he's a writing candidate for Alabama. Damn. I know. I was really sad. I liked Howie. I, uh, but you know what really pissed me off seeing that Alabama ballot? The fact that no one ran against Gary Palmer, the representative for my district. No one. So I'm announcing right now, two years ahead, that if no one else is going to run against Gary Palmer, I'm calling you out right now. Old Bitch. For the European Championship right now, Gary Palmer. <laughs> I challenge you to European, you know, no, 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 no. We, we, we're doing a hardcore championship. I'm going to hit you in the back with a fucking steel chair, and I'm going to rock bottom you into the announcer's table and do the people's elbow. And layeth, It doesn't matter what you think, Gary and Palmer. And layeth the smackdown. On your candy ass. I'm going to turn that championship sideways shine it up real nice and i'm gonna stick it straight up your tight asshole gary palmer because it's so it is so clenched tight right now yep 
because I said socialism. Oh, that made it that that made it just even tighter. So, Gary Palmer, you're going to have a left. Hey, everyone, this is Caleb here from In the Mood for Real History. Now, before you get started with this episode, if you haven't heard, I want to tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain it to you. First off, being on a teacher's salary, I love that it is free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So yeah, we wanted to talk about, you know, if Joe Biden does get, when Joe Biden gets elected, the next day, how to move further left, because he needs to. That's where the majority of his party and his supporters are. But would you argue that the majority of his supporters are in the middle or on the fence Republicans trying to maybe as like a hint of Democrat in them? You know what I mean? That's what I picture Joe yeah. Biden as. Yeah. Well, Joe Biden, he's he's a full-fledged Democrat. Yeah. But, you know, the majority of the party and the younger generation – they are further left, and he needs to acknowledge that. Adapt. Adapt and acknowledge that if the Democrat Party is going to stay relevant. Do you think that Kamala Harris is actually going to have a major influence in with him or no? Because at the end of the day, it's all Joe. You know, She's only the VP. But she kind of knows that she's going to be the face of the party in 2024. Because Joe Biden's going to be a one-term president. He knows that. Most more than likely, yeah. Well, then, what's the point of him running just in, in just for best. four years? So, I mean, in his opinion, he was the best to get rid of Donald Trump, the most electable person to get rid of Donald. Trump. I mean, yeah, but like, as an, but like for his, let's say, what would he accomplish in his four years? Like, how do you know that that would just be just a waste of four years instead of he another? Said he's a bridge, a bridge to the next generation. So, I see him grooming Kamala Harris. Eh, I mean, her history isn't the best. That's I, I mean, I see AOC running in 2024, but that's just me. Uh, America's not ready for a woman president. Why? And you saw what happened with Hillary. What? She got, she ended up getting surprised defeated by Donald Trump. And if you lose to Donald Trump, for God's sakes. Well, that wasn't just Hillary's fault. I mm. mean, we had, you know, the it's like a pendulum. We had Obama for eight years, and you know the inner racist and people had to white backlash to go. Oh, we can't. We got to go the exact opposite of uh, that, which is Donald Trump. In every sense of the word, we we keep always talking about you're not ready for a woman president. Name me two female presidents who have started wars. I'll wait. Crickets. My point. So. We need, we would be better off, in my opinion, with a woman president than a male president. Because look how far we've gotten with male presidents. Or it's just the quality of the male president. You just haven't picked the right one. I mean, what? We've had 45 different fucking chances. I mean, you don't, I mean, you had Obama. You had, you know, you had Clinton. You I'm had, just saying, out of all of these mediocre presidents, you don't think one female could do a better job? Yeah, I'm not being sexist. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But regarding to like, what would like, what would you like to see from? What would you like to see from Joe Biden if he were to day one to get the progressives to left the left wing of his party? Yes, 
uh, federal job guarantee. Number one, right there. So expand on that. Well, it's what FDR pushed in his last term as president, saying that a right to the dignity of work is the number one thing that is guaranteed that should be guaranteed to every single citizen in this country the right to a well-paying job and the dignity of a well-paying job. and not a uh, nine to ten dollar an hour factory job no. where you work your ass off and end up having to get another job no the fact that wages have not increased since the 1970s that says it for bush obama trump everybody. all yeah. everybody that's the fact that to have a living wage the fact that the living the fact that the minimum wage is seven and a quarter is and absolutely it has not grown with the rate of inflation. While inflation has increased, the uh, wages have not. So we're able to we're getting paid less to buy more and expected to buy more. So it's not going to happen. So we need a living federal jobs guarantee and living wage that grows with the rate of inflation. Right there. What about like prison reform? Well, well, yeah, we have to look into ending private prisons, yes, but private prisons only make up about 4% of the prison population. It's the whole fucking system. It's this war on drugs. It's the mass incarceration. It's the fact that we have people Harsh punishments for yeah for life for owning a fucking bag of weed. You don't need... We make up 4% of the world's population, but we make up 25% of the world's prison population. That is fucked up. We need to look into not seeing everybody as a hopeless lost cause that we just throw into a prison, but look into the rehab aspect of it. How to fix these situations instead of just throwing them into a cage and hoping for the best. And you wonder why they get out of prison. And and repeat offenders. Yeah, repeat offenders. Jesus. People. Speaking of Jesus, be the Christian that you claim to be. Throwing people in prison and forgetting about them and saying, good luck. That's not what Jesus would do. I'm sorry. So, if you claim to be this holier-than-thou Christian, then fucking live by those ideas. Let go and let God. Well, God wouldn't just let go of these people and forget about them. God said, what is it? Um, Love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, yeah, we could start off with that. (laughs) That's another joint for another day. You know, why should God love you and you, you sin every day? I say fuck, I can't tell you how many fucking times a day. But you know what? God forgives me. So why can't he forgive these other people? Why can't he forgive the person who sold drugs or who has robbed a store or Think something? about why they had to sell drugs. Think about why they had to sell to rob a store. Was it just for shits and giggles? No. Half of them needed to feed their family. And think about why in this, why in our society, this is what I don't understand. Why is the right to a home, somewhere to live, the right to food, and the right to health care, not three guaranteed things in our country. Why are those three basic necessities not a guarantee in the fucking 21st century? I guess because everybody has to pay for it. And we are the supposed number one country on earth, greatest country in the face of the earth, but we can't guarantee that the people in our country will have somewhere to live, Somewhere to something to eat, and if they get sick, they have health care. Why are those three things not guaranteed? Because you know what you know what people will say to that? Because they're working and they those people are just wanting to mooch and 
rob the system, the people who, like you say, the lower income people of, of that nature, they just, they're just raised like that. And they're just, there's no hope. Okay. So I counter with this. Do you pay your taxes? Every paycheck. Every paycheck. So why are you okay then with these millionaires and billionaires not paying a cent in taxes when they are making money hand over and fist because of you? Why are you okay with that? I ask people that all the the time. So what makes them better than somebody that's down there that's living on the fucking street? Why are these millionaires and billionaires okay to not pay a cent? When they can or, pay it, when they can pay no, it. No, not even that. They'll bitch about paying even an uptick in taxes. They're like, oh, that, that, we're going to have to make budget cuts. We're going to have to make budget cuts. Yeah, to your but to your paycheck. To your paycheck. But you're okay with that. You'll defend them to the death. But you're going to demonize these people that are just wanting to have a fucking place to lay their head? Fuck you. Fuck you. And if you think that that's wrong, then double fuck you. Because you need to reevaluate yourself. Jesus. I'm preaching now. I'm preaching. You'll be proud. You know, I just, I I had that light on my heart. (laughs) And I just needed to testify. 30 minutes in the service. I just needed. (laughs) I know we were getting ready to go to lunch 30 minutes ago. (laughs) What is it? But my Aunt Lolita, I just needed. (laughs) I just saw she had you know what? She she she's going through a tough time. This and you is know Aunt Lolita here. I just want to say that God is good. Isn't God good all the time? All the time he is. All the time. So let's fast forward to <laughs> let's say the uh unexpected happens and Trump actually does manage to pull this out. For can I just end? I want to end on the Biden. What is Trump going to do if Biden wins? You know the first thing he's going to do? He's not leave office yet. He's going to barricade himself in that White House. Because he said that he's watching the returns from the White House with Mike Pence. Him and Mike Pence and mother are going to be all sitting there on the little couch watching. And you know what? They're going to be on like signs and have those. uh, What's that scary movie three? scary movie three. Yeah, where they put the little uh, Hershey kisses on there. No, they're going to build a pillow fort to barricade themselves in the White House. (laughs) Come on in, Don. It's safe. Okay, let's go. It's but, it's safe. We're gonna build a, a big old pillow a wall. Big old pillow wall, and then we're gonna do footsies. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, Don. I gotta ask Mother if it's okay. We gotta wear our we gotta wear our non-slipping socks. Tell Mother if she doesn't come in here. I'm gonna grab her by the pussy and make her come. Okay. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Bummer. I'm sorry. So we got Donald Trump barricaded in the White House if he doesn't win, but only God forbid. Which is 2020, so most people most wins. people thought that Hillary would win. So let's say he wins. I just felt nasty saying it, but if Donald Trump wins, <sighs> be like be, be realistic here, like you know, like what do you picture him actually trying to enact? I mean, that's the thing because I I don't even know what you would enact. You know, he's gonna have nothing holding him back. He's gonna have nothing holding him back. Because literally, he doesn't have to worry about getting reelected. So he's going to just... Raise hell. Raise praise hell. Praise hell. Like, that Confederate flag's going to be flying proudly. I just... Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. Well, he has no plans for his second... Um, he's going to repeal Obamacare. Administration. 
That's going to be replace, gone. And replace it with what? No, I'm no, I'm just saying like that's the first thing yeah. he said he's going to do. It's yeah. going to be gone. He's going to repeal Ob- Obamacare completely because he's already shoved through judge after judge after judge. So he's going to repeal Obamacare. Now, what is he going to replace it with? We don't know. He said he's got crickets, a secret plan. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Yeah, he's got. I got a secret plan. It's grand plan. Well, what is it? Well, it, I'll tell you at a later date. But so we, he's going to repeal Obamacare and leave millions of people without insurance. Um, he's going to make China pay for the coronavirus. By putting tariffs and stuff. Isn't that good on paper? That sounds good on paper. Yeah, but it doesn't really work. I mean, because the fact of the matter, like, you can't... Make us pay more. That's like making Mexico pay for the wall. Yeah. Make China pay more to import our shit and then expect them to still import it. Meanwhile, if Trump's actually doing what he says and taking jobs away from China... That's not, that's going to make it even worse. Right. Um, well, yeah. How's it going for Mexico paying for the wall so far? Have they paid a penny? It's all private, um, private companies, right? And, and money that he took away from the military to pay for the wall. Yeah. So right now we have a flaming pile of shit so far for the second term. Because he has put out nothing for the second term. Besides continuing to make America great again. Okay. So let's go. Coronavirus. He's gonna. Act Do you like think it'll not- be worse? Like thirty times worse? Well, it already is. No, no, no. It but is. no. But what I'm saying, come November first, do you think it's gonna be thirty well, times? November first. You know what I meant. Coming November third, do you think it's gonna be? And he gets elected. Do you think the virus itself will be thirty times worse? Like, do you think it's gonna be like wherever, but where like the, it's almost out of control? Like, it, you know what well, I mean? It is out of control right now. Because he's acting like it's not existent. He's literally saying, the, we're rounding the turn, the virus case is going down, deaths are down, and... There are, the numbers are just completely, they're outdated. You know what, they're just stuffing the numbers. Yeah, like, we added 100,000 cases yesterday. 100,000 cases. But what are people saying, like, oh, it's just it's like just having the flu. Tell that to the 230,000 dead people. The, the flu kills 35 to 40,000 people a year. So even subtracting that, that's still 180,000 people dead. That's more than uh, Vietnam. And this is in a year. So tell that to the 180,000 people. Oh, Of your own countrymen. Of it- your own country. But no, you're too fucking self-centered and worried about yourself to care about the other people. Fuck you. Truly, I hope you're listening. Fuck you. Okay? That's what I have to say. Truly, genuinely, no holds barred, grudge match, fuck you. And Joe Biden can barely lift those gloves up. But he would say, fuck you too. (laughs) Fuck you. So, yeah, I I got no time for those people because they are the absolute worst people in America. They are the worst image of America. You claim to love this country so much. You claim to love your fellow countrymen so much. What have you done for your fellow countrymen? And for- that's that's the crazy thing. Like, if you actually ask Trump supporters, what has he done in his four they years? They can't say a thing. What? Like, how was your? What? What about people say? Oh, well, his he, he's cutting tariffs for big business. I'm like, oh, okay. How does that affect you? It affects big business. They give these big, vague answers that have nothing, no substance to them. None. 
Oh well, he's made the, he's increased military spending. Okay, that's even worse. But so you know, but but you know what? They slashed spending. education by how much? By every single time, and healthcare, year. and healthcare. You know, healthcare, social security, and education are the three things to get cut every year. And yet, you know, when he's running, he's saying we can't be out here be fighting these endless wars. I can agree with that. Like Donald Trump and I agreed, but yet, what have you done? What have you done? Increase the military spending? Okay, so how is that ending the endless wars? Why are we in the wars to begin with? Hmm. I mean, you can ask Bush, you can ask Obama that too. Bush. Bush. Like you said, you can ask both of them. Okay. Because they were I both, would. you said they were both wartime presidents. Yeah, I'm not saying they're great or perfect. I mean, Obama did end the war in Afghanistan, but or the war in Iraq, but okay. But like you, you even said he was a wartime. He was a yeah. war president. Yeah, he was. He had a lot of shit that happened, but he did end a war. We were at war with pretty much the whole Middle East. So, um, which is the war on terrorism, right? So, well, not necessarily. The terrorism's worldwide. Yeah, but, yeah. but you you got the gist. People yeah. get the gist. Well, he put the the what is it the thing in Jerusalem. Peace put, in the peace in the Middle East. Yeah, he put the um, shit. What is it called? Cap made the capital uh, Not still the capital, Jerome. but the uh, uh, embassy. embassy. Yeah, the embassy. Shit, I couldn't think of that. That was a stoner moment. Damn. Uh, the embassy in Jerusalem. Okay, what has that done to help the American people? How has that helped you? I'm waiting. But what about the what about the people that say he has like as an example? What was it? Sudan and the. Uh, I forgot what the other country's name was. Are actually on like trade terms and like established. Like he he signed, he made those countries have like signing treaties for trade to allow trade and stuff like that. Okay, how's that benefiting us? I mean, okay. I mean, it could, right. could. I mean, doesn't America have trade going through that country as well? You well, know, shouldn't we be worried more about ourselves, according to Donald Trump, than all these other countries? Hmm. I don't know. So, but. I'm talking about we've lost – we have a net negative job creation under Donald Trump, negative job job creation overall. We have an economy that is in the tanks. All this Obama rebound that Donald Trump rode his coattails the first three years in office now has gone to shit because of the pandemic and there's no answer for it. So we lost – at the height, we had 13, 12 or 13% unemployment this year. So what has he done about that? What has he done to curb the pandemic? Nothing. He's encouraging people to live their lives. Don't be scared of the virus. Yeah, and having fucking super spreader rallies all across the country with 30,000 And you people. know, like, my question is, why is it a bad thing that Joe Biden has rallies literally spaced apart like a, like you should there, versus yes. people yeah, versus people that, oh, well, did you see 30,000 people at Trump's rally? You, those, that's just a way, that's just 30,000 more people getting having a chance Each of getting infected. place that Donald Trump has gone, they're seeing upticks in coronavirus cases after his appearance. Do you not think that those two things are core, has a, have a correlation? It just makes sense. Then we've got the last uh, rally last week in Omaha, Nebraska, where it was in the 
you know, the 20s that night, degree-wise, temperature-wise. Donald Trump had it. They had to bus people to this stadium, 20,000 people. And then it was a cluster. You know they're not social distancing and no mask. Yeah. Come on now. And so after that, Donald Trump hops on his plane and leaves. And hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people are stranded at the stadium in 20-degree weather. Most of them no masks. And the Trump campaign just ups and leaves. And they have people that ended up going to the hospital because of the temperature of how cold they, they had hypothermia. And they're in fake the news, fake news. I know. Well, it's, there's video, but okay. Which obviously to most Trump fans, video doesn't matter either. But, um, and so these people are going to the hospital because of it. So, I mean, it's just like if Joe Biden was to pull any of this shit, he would get, he would get ridiculed. Mm-hmm. Merciless, merciless. Yeah. There you go. If I can pronounce it. There you go. But, Four years of Donald Trump, we've seen what has happened in four years. Multiply that times 10, because he, he doesn't have to worry about getting reelected. And what's going to be funny is if the House and the Senate go to the uh, Democrats. So we're going we're gonna, to gonna take a left turn on this, uh, Allie. Mm-hmm. So let's dive a little bit deeper into, let's say, whenever Donald Trump, if he, if he does get elected, let's dive deep below the presidency. Let's go to, like you say, the Senate and the all, all that. Like, what do you, what do you think people, the Democrats, would try and push for if Donald Trump did get elected? What, what do you think? What, what's their, what's I their plan? They pass every fucking bill known to man. What's their plan? I mean, they know that he's gonna refuse to sign anything coming from the Democrats. So you know what you do? They do like they did with Andrew Johnson when he was president in the 1860s after uh, Lincoln was killed. You keep passing all these bills. And if he vetoes it, eventually they'll have enough to override his veto and it'll become a law. If the Senate can pass, um, can vote with a two-thirds majority, you can pass laws. I could see Donald Trump getting impeached again. That's how Andrew Johnson got impeached. He refused to actually pass any laws and he ended up breaking the Tenure of Office Act. How, what? What's that? Um, pretty much that the Senate passed a law saying that you couldn't fire a cabinet member uh, without approval of the Senate. And that's what Andrew Johnson did. He fired Edwin Stanton, who is the Secretary of Defense. So they brought articles of impeachment against him. And he was one vote short of getting impeached or of uh, being removed from office. He was impeached. He just wasn't removed. So, I mean, there's so many things that Democrats need to do. One is expanding the Supreme Court, which there's so is that mean you mean court packing? It well, you call it court packing. I call it expanding the Supreme Court. But yes, Um, there's historical precedent for it. It's happened multiple times. We haven't always had nine justices. We originally had three when the country first was founded. We had three judges, and it expanded in the 1800s and expanded in the early 1900s to nine judges. So, what about people say, well, that's worked for 200 years? Yeah, expanding the fucking court has worked for two. No, 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 no. We're talking about keeping that number. We're, we want to keep the number the same. What's the point? Of, why, why are we going to keep court packing? Because then that's just one after another, after another, after another. You know what I mean? They could add instead of just keeping it as it is. Usually the court's justices have gone to 
reflect how many districts there are, if I remember correctly, and there are currently 12 districts uh, for the U.S. district courts. So if we are to reflect that, we need to have 12 Supreme Court justices. We have nine. So, I mean, there's historical precedent for it. All you need to do is have Congress pass a law to do it, to say it, and it can happen. So if Republican can play dirty, why not Democrats? Because if you want to get technical, the re- even looking at the Republican side, you were not supposed to have a Supreme Court justice nominated by this early. Like it's, You're supposed to do it after the election, am I right? There's no law, no, but it's just but like precedent. A, yeah. precedent. The Republicans set the precedent that you cannot pass or nominate a Supreme Court justice. Same thing happened during the Obama era. Right at the end of Obama, when uh, Scalia died, he tri- he nominated Merrick Garland, who was a moderate. Obama even met in the middle and said, here's a moderate candidate, Mitch the Turtle McConnell. Zoyberg. Refused to even hear him out and said, what? Nope. We're too close. We're, we're too close to the election. So we need to wait until after the election to let the American people. And then Lindsey Graham said that we need, mark my words, we need to not nominate anybody this close to the election. And if it happens, mark my words, use my words against me. I will not support it. And who the fuck was the leading person? To push Amy Coney Barrett. Hypocrisy. At its finest, and they have no shame. None. No shame for it. So, Lindsey Graham, you get my third fuck you for tonight. Lindsey. Lindsey Graham. So, as I heard the people on Pod Save America say today, if Joe Biden wins, it's not the time to take the foot off the gas pedal. You keep your foot on the fucking gas pedal if we win. So when you when you mean take your foot, it's not time to take your foot off. What what do you mean by like why would they let up? Like what what, do you, what would be the needs to let up? Like what what? Okay, we won the election. That doesn't mean it's time to just go back to life as normal. We now have to undo all this shit that Donald Trump has done. We have to expand the courts. We have to protect Obamacare. We have to protect women's rights. We have to. Uh, push to end police brutality in this country. See, like I said, you mentioned one thing and 38 things come to mind. We have to do all this shit and make sure that we get this shit passed because we'll most likely have a majority in the House. We'll most likely have a majority in the Senate. And if Joe Biden wins, we'll have all three. So we need to push through as much shit as we can in the first two years. But what about uh, Amy Coney Barrett getting elected? Does that not throw a wrench in that? Well, yeah. The, The very next week, next week, the Supreme Court starts to hear arguments about completely doing away with Obamacare. Completely. So there's our first monumental task to tackle the first week before Donald Trump is even out of office. Hell, we don't even know if the election will be over. So do you see how fucked up it is? So it's time for people to... We're making our voices heard right now in the election. And you know what's the sad part is? I think all these politi- politicians who have been there forever realize that, and they're mm-hmm. fucking scared, if they're you want to be honest. They're shitless. Mitch McConnell is just shitting his little whitey tights. Right? And, you, and you, actually, his jockeys. His jockeys. He doesn't wear it. Turtles don't wear underwear, okay? 
they shed their skin. <laughs> I'm shaking my shell. But I shit my shell. <laughs> so when you're saying like, it, it, keep, continue to expand on what you were meaning. Yeah, it's just not the time to let up. We have to keep pushing. And it's the people that we have to hold these people that we elect accountable. Yeah, because like as an example, like I said earlier, the people are fed up with career politicians that are in their fucking 70s and 80s who've been in office for how many years and yeah. and have the same ideals that will never change. And that's why people like AOC, Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, Cory Bush, Jamal Bowman, all these – the squad – as they're called, these young left-wing activists who aren't career politicians that are from these neighborhoods that have been forgotten about, the true unheard voices of America, it's time for them to take their power back and make their voices heard. And if those in power don't want to hear our voice, we make them. And we make them by organizing and voting their fucking ass out of the Supreme Court, or out of the House of Reps, out of the Senate, and out of the presidency if they don't want to listen to us. And that's what's happening right now. Because that's how you know the country is headed in a positive direction, in my opinion. Isn't it – it completely shattered the uh, mail-in voting. What, how many people has already mail-in Over voted? 100 million people have already voted. That, what was the preview? It completely and shattered the preview. I don't care who you are, Democrat or Republican. Shouldn't we want more people to vote? Isn't that our ideals as a country? Why, yeah, why would you want to have 50% of the eligible voters when you can have right. 75 to why 65? Why are Republicans right? fighting so hard to prevent people from, from voting? From voting, your basic human right. Isn't that your, what our country is based on, is voting? So why are we fighting? Why are Republicans considering it a victory to prevent votes from counting that were counted, that were passed, or voted on already? All these mail-in ballots... They're fighting to prevent them from being counted if they don't come back the very day of the election, which Donald Trump has stepped in to prevent the mail services from working as they should. So, yeah, there's so many different issues that are facing this country that we're going to have to tackle. All right, so we have pretty much covered what we think the next four years are going to look like for both candidates, if either candidate wins. So we want to spend this last couple of minutes just emphasizing just how important your vote is. And I want to start out by just saying, you know, I went and voted last week early and I tried to vote on a Tuesday, got turned away because I was there. uh, They said too close to the cutoff line of when time you know, because the courthouse was only open until 5 p.m. I saw just how hard it was for me to vote and how complicated it was for me to vote. And it made me think, if they're making it this complicated to vote, there's a reason why. Because it's that important. Because the more people that vote, the more chance we have of making a change. The more people throw obstacles in the way, it's because they feel threatened. They feel their power being threatened, and they know that we have a chance to shake shit up. And they know that their hold on power is being challenged by us. So that's why it's so important to go vote and make your voice heard. Not just asking to have your voice heard, demanding to have your voice heard, and demanding a change. 
real change. Real change, not just this fuck shit. Oh, broken well, promises. Yeah, broken promises of we're going to make America great again, but really we're going to split America apart worse than we've ever been. Real change. And I'm not the biggest fan of Joe Biden, I'll tell you right now. He wasn't my first pick, but you know what? What he said is true. We are voting for the soul and character of America. What do we want to be remembered by 100 years from now? Do we want to be remembered as the people that just gave up and went in and followed in line behind this authoritarian asshole? Or are we going to be remembered as a who don't that, agree, if you don't agree with him, you're yeah, you're fucking kicked out or fired. Right. Or do we want to be remembered as the people that stood up in the face of that and said, fuck you. This is not our how we're going to be remembered. So what about the people that say, oh, well, it's the popular vote. It doesn't matter. And it's not the it doesn't influence the Electoral College. OK. In Alabama, uh, for instance, I voted in Alabama. I know that my vote for Joe Biden didn't do shit. For the presidential election. Not a damn thing. But you know what? That's an issue in itself right there that we have to reform. But I voted for Doug Jones proudly. I wrote myself in for House of Reps proudly. And I voted down ballot. And that's what's important in states like this for right now. Because we have to push through young, democratic, progressive-minded people that will force change. And tackle these systems and people obstacles. that have been in, obstacles that are in power that know that there's not going to be a huge turnout. And that's how they know that they have a stranglehold on this state. So that's why I voted down ticket and made sure I voted. Even though for right now, did my vote for um, president count so much? No, because I know that Alabama's going to go red. That's going to be the first state to go red. Right. But us in West Virginia are in a race to go red. But you know, that's a change that we have to make in the Electoral College if we have power. But we have to have a seat at the table first. So what about you, Zach? Why is voting so important? I think voting is important because how many people has actually died for your right to vote, whether it be Democrat, Republican, fucking Nick Saban right in for all I care. Like it still shows that you actually want your voice to be heard. And so I think it's important for every person who's eligible to register and vote because you know what? It may not seem like it's a lot, but it is. It really is. And that's what it comes down to is we have, we have one job. And the fact that we, we have too many old fucks that's it's time for the new generation to fucking step up mm -hmm. and it's going to make them mad boomers scare them these boomers are going to be terrified but good make them wonder why they're terrified because if they've been doing a good job they shouldn't be terrified and it goes for both sides democrats and republicans where as a matter of fact i don't think would you say nancy pelosi's your best choice would you no. want someone younger to step in and that in in that and fill her shoes Oh, 100%. 100%. I think um, it's a time for a reevaluation on both sides. Thank you. Yes. Where do we want to go? And it's not just a Democrat or Republican thing. It's you need people need to take a step back and realize who the fuck you're putting into office. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's time for us to look back and think, how are we going to go forward in this country? 
Because, I mean, you can't just live and and completely just focus everything on the past. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, ha- we can't be living in these incremental changes. Outdated these changes. Incremental, incremental status quo things. We need to hope for more. We need to demand more. Because we don't have that much longer at the rate we're going. So... If we care about our grandkids and our great-grandkids so much, we need to make sure that there's actually a place for them to have whenever we die. And them not have such a income gap. And, you know, and also set them up for success instead of failure. You know what I mean? And we have to care about more than just our grandkids. We have to care about that little brown grandkid that we'll never meet that lives on the opposite end of the earth. We have to care about those kids that live in the ghettos of Chicago that we'll never meet. Or then that has to witness tragedies and things unfold, people getting shot in front of their eyes, just real hard life. Yeah, we have to give a shit about them, even though we'll never see the results of it. Or we may never meet them, or we may never see the results of our hard work that we put in. But to know that we tried to leave this place better than we found it. And that should be your goal. And that's why it's important to vote. To vote for those people that won't, that aren't heard, that won't be heard. That's why we have to vote, and that's why it's so important. So, go vote on no, November third. You know, and Republicans go vote on November fourth. No, I'm just kidding. Fifth, um, sixth, seventh, <laughs> however long it takes to, for the ballots to be counted. Yeah. No. Well, no, uh, Democrats go vote on November third. Republicans remember that your day to vote is November fifth. So, but no, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, go vote. I don't give a shit who you vote for. Just vote at this point. I don't give a shit. Just go vote because at least you would have been putting forth effort. Yeah, I mean, like, at least you showed up and actually want to see something change instead of just the same shit status quo that, you know, that's all old and repetitive. Start living out the ideals that your religion and that your who you believe in pushes you to start thinking for more than you're just yourself. So when you're voting, think about that. Think about who you're voting for. Not just yourself. You're supposed to be thinking about others. Almost in a socialistic, communist way. But anyway, um, care about other people and let your vote reflect that. Sit there and say, which party person has been pushing for us, me to think more than just for myself? Who's been thinking of me to care about more than just myself. Not blaming other people, not blaming other institutions, not blaming other countries. for our And refusing issues. to accept responsibility. Yeah. Who is saying, you know what? We can do this together. We have to do this together. We don't need to be divided. That's what it comes down to. So that's all I got. Go vote. Go vote. Have a great week. Get sh- fucking shit-faced after you voted. And you know what? Roll you up one if you're in a legal state and have a blast. Not, then hypothetically do Hypothetically, it. roll you up the biggest I, tobacco cigarette ever. I'm going to have... I'm going to day drink so hard on election day. And you know what? Pr- you know what? This all gives every one of our listeners uh, the purpose to listen to us next week. Yeah. So we can have our... Post-debate analysis. Yes, or our post-election analysis. I want to come back after this election. I want to hear from y'all. We may even do a live event. 
a live stream. If we're feeling a little froggy. A little frisky. We're going to have Lindsey Graham on. after Because, you know, he's going to be unemployed after this week. So. Ooh. And so, like you said, I think that it's, like you said, it's just, it's time. And to all you fuckers that like to just post screenshots instead of actually making comments. God, you seem to bring this up a lot. Fuck you, first off. And come you at know, me with some real evidence. Come to the cream spot, okay? Come to the cream spot and debate us. Quit being a little bitch. Come to the cream spot and debate us. We will give you Zach's mic. And <laughs> I like how you say mine. <laughs> we'll give you Zach's mic, not mine. Zach's mic and let you try and debate us and prove a point because you will lose. You but will, we'll, but you know we're gonna we're gonna at least allow you the chance to say what you feel. I'm and, opening up a grudge match right here for. For the title, for the European Championship, right here. Right here. Notice how it's not the heavyweight or intercontinental or United no, States, European. No. The one European that's discontinued. The most off-brand one you can find. So, <laughs> the, the the Women's Tag Team Championship. So, come on. Come on. <laughs> we're waiting on you. So, we're, right now, I haven't heard an answer back, so I'm waiting. So, like you said, this gives everybody all the more reason to... Find out what we have to say next week. Definitely. Because, you know, just like we've got this new logo, Zach, take us out. What are we doing? Levitating your thoughts each episode at a time. Y'all have a great week. Go vote.